listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about topics that are important to them and that are important to you as Catholic parents. So we invite you listeners to listen in on these conversations and get the youth perspective on different topics. And that it's our hope that if you listen, you'll be able to get insight and wisdom, maybe even some courage to have these conversations with your own kids. So thank you for joining us today. Our topic is keeping Christ at the center of our lives. And we have with us three awesome Catholic teenagers who do keep Christ at the center of their lives. So why don't you tell us your name and where you go to school? My name is Caitlin, and I just graduated from Delaware Hughes. My name is Eric, and I go to Olentangy High School. My name is Mary, and I go to the Knox County Career Center. Great. Thank you all for being here. Um, you know, when I say keeping Christ at the center of your life, I don't... People might have different images of what that means or what that looks like. So I just want to get your perspective. What is it? What does a life with Christ at the center look like? And and maybe how is it different from a life that doesn't let everything else flow from Christ? Give me like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. Uh, oh my. Oh my, oh my gosh! Really. <laughs> Well, I have all these, like, thoughts racing through my head right now. Okay, just start saying some of them. Oh, uh, oh no, no, I can't. Um, okay, like, just having, I don't know, like, always having, um, always knowing where to turn your problems to, like, always knowing, like, what is most important, um, just having something, like, just having someone that, like, just having, like, that love, you know, it was always there, just always having someone, like, fall back on. I don't know, I feel like, um, you know, in in all of our lives, uh, we always feel this longing for something. And uh, I feel like the closer you are to having Christ at the center of your life, the the less of that longing that you have, because that's what we're truly longing for is, you know, to have Christ in our lives. Okay, well, see, when we did uh, at St. Janine, we did our middle school summer camp and then our high school retreat in February. Uh, we had this triangle with uh, uh, Jesus on the cross at the center of it. And uh, that, like the first thing I think of is that image of like, Jesus at the center of the triangle and everybody's somewhere in the triangle, maybe outside the triangle. We're all trying to get to the center of the triangle with Jesus. And uh, that's like the first thing I think of when I hear that. Okay. And that, and that triangle represents God's grace. Yeah. So. so so, for someone who doesn't put Christ at the center of their lives, how how might their lives be different than someone, than for somebody who does? What obstacles might they face that you guys don't have to face, or what? Um, I don't know. Do well, people do people well, fall into temptation more easily? Uh, do people definitely? Yeah, yeah. For but sure, for sure. I feel like also it's that sense of belonging because you know the closer you are to God, the more like you feel like you you belong to the Catholic Church. You know, you it's your family. You know, and uh, I feel like and that also is furthered still by your like your relationship with God because you then are a child of God. You, you're like, that's part of your family, you know? Um, so I feel like the the farther away from that you get, uh, you're also going to get farther away from the Catholic Church. And then, so you're going to lose that, like, sense of family and It can belonging. be isolating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
I always like think that um, you'll like being like true, not truly happy with what you have in life and where the path is going, because uh, like with with Christ, you you know that there is that He's going to be watching out for you. You aren't going to ever be alone. But maybe like if you don't have Christ, you won't will be thinking about okay, so I just lost my job. How am I supposed to provide? for everybody how is this supposed to happen this and that and you will be your mind will be racing and you won't truly be at a sense of peace because you won't know that uh god is always going to be there for you okay um i think that if you like not having christ in the center and not like um like knowing of christ's love for you then um you find your you try to find the love in like other things and like find and like follow the, the temptation thing you were talking about so you try and like satisfy yourself in other things um that maybe that probably aren't like the best things, and if you have Christ in the center, then you know like that that's what you turn to, and like that is that, that ultimately Christ is what can is going to satisfy your soul, and but then if you don't understand that, then you're going to like look for it like the satisfaction and like so many other things. Okay, so let's talk about how you put Christ at the center of your life and how you keep Christ at the center of life because people are busy, you know, people are pulled in a lot of different directions, so. So just um, for example, what are what are some of the activities that you guys are involved with throughout the year? What are the, some of the things that fill up your time, fill up your lives? Well, of course, uh, wait, like just are we talking, like, not, not, not church stuff, like, okay. not yeah, okay. just just other things that you guys do day to day that take take your time. Um, okay, well, honestly, youth group takes most of my time, but I also yeah. Play, yeah. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, really like, um, I, I live group. at church on the weekends. I, I really, um, that's like my so. second home. Okay, well, that's, <laughs> um, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, also, I play I play sports. Uh, softball really takes up a lot of my time, um, and then school, obviously, for every teenager. Um, and I think that's I just really like school and like sports. I also play volleyball, so just sports and youth group and school are really my three okay activities. Yeah, I'm I'm like one of those kind of lazy bum kids. I sit at home a lot. <laughs> Tumblr is like where my life lives, except for like the once a year, once a year when I go to Warp Tour, which actually was going to be today, but I couldn't go this year. So, so uh, youth group is a big involvement for you, yeah. Too. And group, school, of course. Youth group and school and Tumblr are like my three main things throughout the year. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, my life basically goes church, family, school. You know, those are the the three categories of my life, and um, in terms of, my, of how much time they yeah, take, okay, yeah, and um, how can you spend more time at church than you do at school? Well, okay, not hour wise, but oh, like, okay, yeah, okay, because that would totally <laughs> that looks like almost impossible. <laughs> so, your youth minister is Tina Birch at St. John Newman, and I bet she's like, oh my gosh, these kids are here again. <laughs> yeah, I can't get much. any no work loves done. Us. <laughs> So she says. Um, Well, okay. So I was going to ask, how do you balance all of your activities with your faith life? But it sounds like you fill your lives with faith activities, right? I think that question applies to Caitlin. Okay, Caitlin, how do you balance? So you do sports, you do school, you do church. First of all, how do you prioritize? I, I, I don't know. You don't I just know. I just make time for every like if I if I want to go to youth group Sunday night and I also have a game like I will like do whatever I can to like get done with my game like as soon as I'm done just like go straight there and just do whatever I can and like if like over the summer I play softball um so on Sundays I have tournaments so if I'm out of town I like look for like a 7 a.m. mass so that way I can get it I can go before like our early games and 
stuff like that. Okay, this is a super important point, and I'm glad you brought it up because I think a lot of families don't go to mass because of sports. Um, and 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 you know what? I I if you're committed to a team, your team needs you. Your team is relying on you. That's important, right? And that's part of the balance. But Caitlin, I love that you said you find a seven a a.m. mass and you go. Or a 7 p.m. mass yeah. and you go like that's the beauty of the Catholic Church. Well, that's one of the beauties of the Catholic Church. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are lots of mass times, yeah. right? Figure it out, fit yeah. it in and go to mass. It's it's almost always possible yeah. to do that. Yeah. Since this is for parents, um, masstimes.org. Um, you can like type in the zip code that you're in and you can find and like they'll show you all the like mass times for any church within like that area. Masstimes.org. That's great information. Um, but in your priorities, then you would say that Christ is first. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like it, I was not always like this, um, especially in the past uh, probably year, actually, um, I probably wouldn't have gotten up, you know, to go to that early mass, but I've just really like I've just grown so much in my faith and now um, I make I make sure I'm able to go and it's not it's not always easy I mean sometimes like I'm like hey can I borrow your car for like out of town and like they're not exactly the most like inclined to let me do so but I'm just like I need to go to, I need to go to mass and um, it sounds like for you it's not it's not out of obligation it's out of desire oh for sure yeah I think yeah. that makes a big difference yeah. Yeah, yeah I just have such a longing like to take to, to See, like, just be in presence of the Eucharist, and I just have to go. Yeah, I just really love to go to Mass. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. I think that sometimes when parents hear kids say that, they're like, what? What did, the, what did that teenager just say? And they flash back to the Sunday morning struggle at their house of trying to get everybody <laughs> oh, yeah. out of bed and out the door. Yeah, but it is possible, listeners, for your parents, I mean, for your teenagers to love to go to Mass. I know lots of Catholic teenagers who truly love to go to Mass, and it's just a matter of understanding what's going on at Mass. That, that's what makes the difference. The Mass is so beautiful, and it's... Um, it's something that we take for granted because, um, you know, every time you go to Mass, Jesus comes down. It's where heaven and earth smash together. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was an well, explosion I mean, noise in case it didn't translate well on the radio. I just thought people should know. Okay. Well, it's, it's so beautiful because, like, every time we go to Mass, we get to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. And, you know, it's, you know, a lot of times we kind of take that for granted, but it's something so beautiful. So. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt. Today we're here with Caitlin, Eric, and Mary, and we're talking about keeping Christ at the center of our lives. Um, Pope John Paul II wrote an encyclical called Veritatis Splendor, which translates the splendor of truth. And I want to quote from that. Um, As a result of that mysterious original sin committed at the prompting of Satan— Man is constantly tempted to turn his gaze away from the living and true God in order to direct it toward idols. So I was reflecting on that and wondering, what are some of the idols that teenagers put at the center of their lives, the things that that take take their focus off of the Lord? Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus? (laughs) (laughs) Or just Hollywood in general. Yeah, Hollywood. Or Um, music. The the media. In general. Media. Just generalize that even further. (laughs) That's so funny, Mary, that you are very specific. (laughs) (laughs) But she does embody a lot. I mean, Miley Cyrus is ridiculously talented, you know? Oh, yeah. She has talent. She just... 
but the, the way that she that uses talent that talent or directs that talent yeah. is yeah. is what yeah d- takes our gaze off of the Lord, our focus off of the Lord. Go back yes. to the Hannah Montana days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what else. Anything else? What well, have you? Sports, like we sports, talked, like talked about earlier. Um, and then social media, you know, oh, like yeah. Insta and Tumblr. Tumblr. <laughs> um, <laughs> going back to Tumblr. Pinterest. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, another one would um. probably be like, uh, not just like media and like, so specifically, like I said, Warp Tour is something I go to. There's a lot of bad stuff that happens at Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of weed smoking and stuff. So that's like another thing that really takes, like if you don't have a proper focus, it can take like a wrong turn. So so here's a question. Should we go to Warp Tour or should we avoid Warp? I mean, like, do we, I guess that's, I guess this is sort of a tangent, but I think it's worth talking about. We're going to find ourselves in situations where there are things going on that are contrary to our values and our faith and our morals and the way we want to live our lives. Do we avoid those situations, just avoid them 100%, or can we be, not immersed necessarily, but can we be in those situations and and have a purpose in being there? Well, I mean, uh, like I think it actually, depending on what it is, could be a good place to evangelize and to talk to people about like your faith. Because I mean, going back to Warp Tour, it's like a highly non like Christian or uh, Christ or anything environment. There's a lot of like bad stuff that happens there, and a lot of the people that are there either don't want anything to do with Christ or don't know anything about it. So like one of those like that's the kind of thing that um, I go to it because I enjoy the kind of music they play there. But it's also like a place for me to go, and if people like ask me hey why are you dressed like that you know it's really hot outside why aren't you wearing like shorts and i'm like well i mean it's i don't want to because i want to have a proper moral standpoint because of things that i believe mm-hmm. right so you're sort of standing out as different at a place like that yeah. and people people may call you out on it may ask you about it you know it's a great opportunity to say well let me tell you about Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let me teach you a thing. Yeah. Eric, what were you going to add mean, to that? I think at some point or another uh, in our lives, we're going to be put in a situation where uh, tempti- temptation is going to be there and uh, sin is going to be around us. Well, I mean, heck, that's every every day. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and I think, you know, it's that art of self-mastery. Because uh, if you master yourself, um, you can um, you can handle being put in those situations. So I, I think it's all about where you personally are. I think that's like one of those things where you have to make that decision on your own. Yeah, I think that's a really hard thing for parents to gauge too, because we want to trust our kids, we want our kids to grow, we want, but we want to protect our kids from from everything that is evil, you know, which is nearly impossible to do. You know, we on one hand we want to isolate ourselves as Catholic. Like I always think, I wish there were a Catholic island where we could all just go live. <laughs> but I think, well, that's not what we're called to do. You know, we're not yeah. called to relegate ourselves to an island and not interact with other people we're called to evangelize and to witness so but that's a tough balance um especially for parents to figure out where am i going to let my kids go i mean some of it's very very obvious where we're not going to let our children go some of it's not quite so obvious so um were you going to add something to that caitlin not anymore. Okay, okay. Um, have there been times when when you were far away from God and you realized that you needed to reorganize your priorities? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was necessarily like far away, but I wasn't. I wasn't like Mary. Wait, Mary wasn't talking about that triangle. Th- like Mary was talking about that triangle thing, mm-hmm. and then maybe it wasn't like right in the center. But I was like 
Was that? Oh, that was, God, that was the wrong episode. episode. <laughs> that was last episode. No, that was here. How, so how, when you had to reorganize your priorities, how did you do it? Like, what prompted you? What did you do? What? Blessed week ever. Yeah, oh. that's, that was the thing, man. Blessed week ever was a week of service that Mary participated in. It was a service. We call It was called a service retreat because it's both elements. Um, focus on spiritual growth and reflection and and focus on prayer and then also focus on serving others. So so that helped you. That, that really reorganize. helped me. Okay, great. How do you reorganize oh, your priorities, um, Caitlin and Eric, when you... I, when I was, when I wasn't necessarily like, um, prioritized, I found a lot of comfort or a lot of, um, like need to like prioritize, um, in the Eucharist, um, through adoration and through mass. I found a lot of comfort in those and it really, um, just drew me, drew me closer to Christ. And so it really made me like, like make prioritizing like more of like a focus. Um, for me, I, I honestly think it was confession, um, because, you know, after confession, everything's wiped away, Mm -hmm. um, so through confession, it just really helped to um, bring me back to where I needed to be. I want to quote something from the catechism. It's from paragraph 1618. Christ is the center of all Christian life. The bond with him takes precedence over all other bonds, familial or social. I think that that is <laughs> what causes all kinds of confusion in our culture about relationships we want to have that we shouldn't be having or uh, people we want to align ourselves with that we shouldn't align ourselves with. We, uh, why do you guys think, why is this notion that our relationship with Christ should take precedence all over all other relationships? Why is that so difficult for us to accept? Like, why are we so tempted to put other relationships first? Well, I mean, one of the things is uh, like our relationship with Christ uh, it's it's not like you can like see him physically like as a person in front of you. You can see him in the Eucharist, but it's not like face to face, person to person relationships. It, as we as we humanly understand, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. right. Uh huh. that's that's like when I like back like maybe before I was um just like keeping Christ out of my life. Um, that was something like I was like, well, I mean, I can see these people, but like, I mean, I know he's there, but like. I can't like talk to him like straight up like face to face, and so I was always like he can he can be there, but like I can have other people too. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was gonna say like like other people we can like physically hug them, you know. Yeah. And we think that that is something that we can't do with our Lord, but we can receive our Lord, oh, and that's something we can't yeah. do with people. You know, it's just a matter of not being fully aware of the gift we have in the true presence of our Lord in the Eucharist. So um, we also are just such pleasure seekers, you know, like if, if a relationship is pleasurable in whatever way, we just gravitate toward that because that's, that's our nature. Yeah. So. I feel like, you know, our society like wants what I want, when I want it, how I want it. Right. Here and now. Right. But Which is funny because relationships don't do that no, for us. Not at all. <laughs> We're totally <laughs> no. at the mercy of the other person. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's God, since he exists outside of time, it's almost, you know, it's like there's there's a big difference in like that because it's not, there's nothing like tangible, you know, that like 
directly comes from God. It's not like, you know, magically, like, God comes down, like, via a lightning bolt in front of you and, like, starts talking to you or, like, being with you or you, you really know, like tell that. Moses. I mean, okay. No, well, <laughs> sometimes I mean, he does. Happen, that doesn't happen to everyone. That's right. Like most people. Um, why is this conversation important? Like, what are the dangers of relegating Christ to an outer circle of your life while you focus on more earthly things? Why is that dangerous? I think you just fall into more sin and more temptation because you don't, you like, like I said earlier, like you don't understand Christ's love. And so you're going to look for love in other things and like look for satisfaction in other things. So I think um, it's not having it like just like, I think it's just really important because without that, then you're just going to continue to fall farther away. You, yeah, you, you search for everything you want in the wrong place because, and, and you search for things to fill that desire that you're wanting, which that desire is truly for Christ. Because that's who we're made to want and to love. So what do teenagers need from their parents in regard to staying on track and staying faithful? Uh, Well, I mean, at my house, little reminders here and there. Hey, did you pray today? Like, did did you pray before you ate dinner? Things like praying-wise that help you stay closer to Christ. Those are things like, well, in my life, at least, I sometimes do reminders of, and that's something that parents can do to, like, remind their children, hey, did you do this today to bring yourself closer to a life with Christ? Um, I think it's really, um, personally, like, I had, this wasn't necessarily my uh, story, but, like, I know countless people that have said, like, their parents, like, forced them to go to this retreat or forced them to go to youth group, like, this many times and stuff like that. And so I think, um, as a parent, like, Despite how much they want to like complain about it, I mean, just take them to these things and like let God do the work. Because uh, oh, are you saying so? Kids went to these things because yeah, they were forced, oh, and then they were happy yeah, that their oh, parents yeah, made yeah. them and go. Now, okay. and now the people that like some of the holiest people I know. So like, right? I think um, just getting them to get to these places where they're surrounded by people that have that know Christ's love is just something that's really could be really. Helpful. I think that's good for parents to hear because yeah. parents a lot of times we're feeling like I don't, I don't want to have this fight with my kid yeah. like, i don't want to have yet another battle but it it can be so fruitful and yeah follow your instincts on that parents i mean going with that like i know a lot of people where it's like their parents said you have to go to three things this year and then after that you can make the decision for yourself and you know i think that's like a really good method of doing that because you're not being overly like forcing them to go you have to go every week you know but you at least get like force them to go a little bit you know yeah that's a good tactic and so then parents you can research the things that you want your kids to go to and make sure they're really awesome yeah like last week ever <laughs> or week steubenville ever. ncyc steubenville oh, conferences yeah, CYSC. catholic Steuben- youth summer camp parish high school retreat oh, yeah. uh, oh, national yeah. catholic youth conference youth groups go. in general are fun listeners yeah. i hope you have your pencils out because we just <laughs> named a bunch of life-changing experience that your kids can have actually we're going to name them again because Seriously, if your kid is kicking and screaming and doesn't want to be involved, here are our top recommendations for things that will change your kids' lives. Okay, Caitlin, what is your number one recommendation? Um, lead in Steubenville. The lead conference. In, 
in Steubenville. Yes. I would start, however, with just the Steubenville okay, I'm conference. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, just, Steubenville. just the Steubenville I'm conference, sorry. and then LEAD is for kids who are sort of farther along in their journey. Yes, so Steubenville at Franciscan University. Well, since Caitlin took that one. Yes, um, Eric, what would you name? National Catholic Youth Conference. National Catholic Youth Conference happens every two years. Two it's in Indianapolis. There's always a group that goes from the diocese. Check with your parish to see if they're taking a group. And if not, you can... Uh, go with another youth group. I'm sure they would have spaces and be willing to take you. Okay, Mary, what would you recommend? It, recommend? Okay, so my great, top recommendation would probably be uh, Catholic Youth Summer Camp. That was like one of my best experiences. Catholic Youth Summer Camp. It takes place all summer. It's run by some really awesome youth ministers of our diocese. Um, there are many different opportunities to go during the summer, lots of different weeks. I think their and, website is cysc.com. Yeah. So. And uh, the thing that's unique about Catholic Youth Summer Camp is that it's not only for high schoolers. They have some weeks for middle schoolers middle as well. School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I, your parish has an... Oh, go ahead, Caitlin. No, I, I was just going to say, like, we're talking about these, like, big, like, mountaintop experiences. But, like, I really think it's really important to, if you can't do these things, like, really just push for, like, your parish, like, high school retreats and, like, yeah. those, like, even, like, smaller... Um, like size things, but those can also be really powerful experiences too. And if you can get your kid to take a friend with him or a friend with uh, her, yeah, that makes a big good. difference too, yeah. doesn't it? Because they don't feel And then so talk alone. to your parish youth minister too. That's, that's yeah. important. Yeah. Find out what's going on in your parish. So there you go. We have solved all of the problems <laughs> for parents whose kids don't want to be involved. Oh, <laughs> so um, oh. I would also say, because we were talking about things that parents can do uh, to help their kids in this journey. Above all, parents can set the example of keeping Christ at the center of our lives, right? If we are witnessing to that and living that, then that that will just flow. That's what our kids will know. That's what will be familiar to them. So um, thank you guys very much for being here today, Mary and Eric and Caitlin. You're welcome. (laughs) So fun talking to you. Um, We can remember uh, for our closing prayer that John in John 14, 6 Jesus promised us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we'll just conclude with that as our prayer. Um, You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM 820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820, Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com.
The Catholic Medical Association supports your right to know. The birth control pill has been available for over 50 years. When it was released to market in 1960, it was thought to be a miracle drug that would free women's lives and improve family life. However, now we know that women who use the pill for a minimum of four years prior to having their first baby have a 52% higher risk of developing breast cancer, while women who use the pill for more than five years are four times more likely to develop cervical cancer. To find out more, visit cathmed.org. 